That's the greatest intro. Because I love that. Please perfect. Okay, and uh, with that, welcome to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly <laughs> geeky podcast from parenting point of view. Oh man, we're gonna get hated by so many people. It's great. Why hated uh, in the nation? We're, we're wonderful. <laughs> we are. We are generally nice people. We don't hate everything. Uh, I'm your host this week, Matt Moore, and with me, uh, as always, is the uh, Mr. Pogo to our Umbrella Academy, Eric. Oh, thank you. I love that show. <laughs> they did a really good job like um, adapting that comic. I um, I was so impressed. I started watching it last night. I'm like, they did a really surprisingly good job with this. Yeah. And it has the energy of a comic book, which seems weird. Yeah. Without it looking yeah. cheesy like a Zack Snyder film. Yeah, know? no, it actually looks really surprisingly good. Uh, mm. DC Multiverse can take some tips. Yeah, yeah. Look. I'm talking to you, Titans. <laughs> oh. But oh. Doom Patrol, surprisingly good as well. I'll cross my fingers on that one. Yeah. Um, I'll send it and to also, you <laughs> also with us this week is the Alfred Pennyworth to our uh, Bruce Wayne Hawk. What's up, nation? <laughs> Does that mean uh, you're going to be like this uh, super spy that ends up being mild-mannered and whatnot? A yes. Glorified, yeah. An ex, yeah I, an ex, ex-Marine is a glorified babysitter now? Yep. I go entirely off the, uh, the Gotham interpretation of that because he is the best Alfred I've seen so far on screen. That's also what they're basing the movie on, or the Good. TV show movie, I think. TV, oh yeah, yeah. Is it the yeah. TV? I can't remember. Pennyworth, whatever that's going to be. Yeah. Oh, good lord! Really? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Wait, hey, the character was successful. Give him a spinoff. They got to try to make money somehow. Yeah, right. yeah. And you know, they need to have something successful in the cinematic universe. Yeah. yeah, surprisingly, DC does great on standard cable TV. Anything else, they just kind of have to fight a little bit. Mm. It's true. It's true. But anyhow, uh, so <laughs> friends and geeky parents, this week we are going to uh, take a little turn for the darker, and we're going to discuss everyone's favorite uh, British sci-fi horror anthology series, Black Mirror. You'd put it under horror. I put it under horror. Some of the some of the episodes do uh, qualify as horror. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, weird. I yeah, I would never put it under that. Remember Metalheads? Yeah. Metalheads, yeah. man. Again, Man on Fire at times. Um, Oh, I can't remember the the gaming one that is escaping me currently. Oh, the 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 second episode in the first season. Yeah, I think the, so. The one with us with the like the reality show thing. Yes. Hold on. Uh, no, fifteen million merits. That yes. One? Yeah, there's a, there's a few that definitely I'd at least like kind of categorize in the horror hmm. spectrum because they're not quite sci-fi, they're not quite drama, but if, they have some they have some shocking bits. If nothing else, it does. Uh, kind of straddled the realm of the psychological horror. Yes, yeah, I can go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Anyway, I, I cut you so off. So, anyways, that's okay. We'll do a <laughs> quick, uh, a quick overview of the series. It premiered uh, in December of 2011 on uh, Channel Four UK. Uh, it was, of course, uh, it was conceived uh, by Charlie Brooker, who is a rather prolific writer for several series in the UK. Um, he had just come off the success of uh, Dead Set. Which is also another phenomenal series oh, if you haven't that. watched. That was a great one. <laughs> if you haven't watched that, I recommend it wholeheartedly because you can definitely see a lot of overtones of stuff that you would do later in Black Mirror on that one. Um, so yeah, it is uh, a very much a critically acclaimed series. Uh, many, many, many nominations, both uh, in North America for the Emmys and the BAFTA Awards over in uh, the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, a, a, a darling of the critics, even the episodes that they don't think are the best, they still get very much uh very much praised uh so yeah we're going to do a quick little uh discussion about you know, some of our favorite episodes things that we like there's a few episodes that definitely uh i think we kind of collectively agree that uh, parents 
definitely would benefit from giving a quick little watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> some recommendations for parents to watch. And just, you know, just generally talking about the show. So uh, when it comes to favorites, Hawk, will lead off with you. What are some of your favorite Black Mirror episodes? Ooh, so, uh, see, some of the, my favorite Black Mirror episodes are the ones that kind of shook you to the core in that. And I guess <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I might as well get this one out of the way. Uh, shut up and dance. Yep, yeah, that is definitely up there. Which, which one? Shut up and dance. Shut up and dance was the one about the young t- uh, kid who put in a mal- uh, an anti malware program into his computer. Decides to have a little, uh, you know, little time to himself, as they say in that, uh, in uh-huh. his bedroom uh, with ah. his laptop, and then uh, is quickly informed uh, by a, a, an anonymous troll in that that he's being monitored and that what he's just done has been video recorded, and if he doesn't. Uh, participate in the series of instructions that are to follow in that the video will be released to the general public. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It is uh, definitely an upper of an episode. Um, <laughs> the one thing with, I mean, with all episodes of black mirror, some of them tend to kind of look at, they always tend to look at technology and how technology affects society mm-hmm. and generally either, either how things can be abused now or how they could be abused in the future. Um, I, I guess I always tend to start off with the one thing because it took me a couple of years before I realized where they got the title Black Mirror. And I'm assuming everyone here is aware of why it's called Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, I always assumed it was that. Well, there's two interpretations. There's the Bible yeah. quote in that about looking through a glass darkly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And that was adapted by Philip K. Dick years later in that for his book, A Scanner Darkly. Yes, sir. So, um, no, that, that is actually, that was well, when they asked Charlie Booker about that, Brooker about that, they said he had two answers. One was again with the, you know, mirror darkly, scanner darkly, Philip K. Dick thing. And the other one is the one that when I was told to me, I had that moment of clarity. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I never figured this out, which is if you ever want to know where they get the name black mirror, take your television, your mobile device, whatever, and just turn the screen off. And what you're looking ah. at there is a black mirror. Yeah. That's why the, 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 um, the low, the title sequence looks like a TV screen that breaks. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was basically yeah. using it as a reference to social media and how it did, uh, you know, we're not social media, but just you know, technology and how it's a dark reflection of the world that we live in. Yeah. He was saying that when he was conceiving of the whole thing, he was, uh, he was watching a lot of uh, Twilight Zone and yeah. reading a lot of, you know, Philip K. Dick and things like that. So yeah. It was a, Which, a good, you know, yeah. Always a good combination. Well, hey, when you do those two things, you get a phenomenal TV series. So more power to them. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Uh, so, Hawk, are there any other uh, favorite episodes that tend to jump jump to mind? Uh, the lot. The uh, should we get it? Should I get into the USS Callister? Yeah, it is one of my favorite sure. ones. Uh, as a Star Trek fan, as a, as a fan of the series, as a Black Mirror series, and that it, it just it was kind of the perfect amalgamation of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, as a uh, video game fan, as a video <laughs> yeah. game fan, and everything in that, yeah, it, it 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 just seemed to hit all those marks in that. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. For those who don't yeah, know, it's yeah. uh, about a, a very lonely uh, software programmer in that uh, who has a very isolated life based around his love of his uh, childhood, this old childhood series, uh, the USS Callister, uh, yeah. and uh, which he has built uh, his own unique world in that on his own personal dev- uh, computer in that, um, and a little like more real, yeah. yeah, a little <laughs> more real than people, than people would like to imagine. It's like an evil version of Star Trek Online. Yeah. Yeah. 
but the ability yeah he but he also possesses the ability to encode another person's dna and create a, a lifelike copy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, onto his computer yeah at which point uh, hilarity ensues. Oh hilarity, God. yeah, that's that's the. Yeah. There was a lot of hilarity in that episode. There was thought, a lot of hilarity in that episode. Yeah. It did. They yeah. did take some good cues from like Star Trek. Like they had, um, they added like the humor of Star Trek, and they had mm-hmm. the he, he would take people that disagreed with him and turn them into aliens and bugs and stuff like that. I thought that was yeah. great. Oh, or you but can't, they still yeah. had the personality yeah. and they had to play their part. But like yeah. when he wasn't there, he they'd all be like buddy buddy with their regular coworkers. Yeah. yeah, he was he was he was the captain in his own little fantasy world. He was the captain of it and that. But at the same time, he was also the Q of that universe. Exactly. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely got uh, shades of the. Oh, it's gonna kick me from not remembering. There was a uh, an episode of the Twilight Zone that they turned they turned into an episode in the Twilight Zone movie. Uh, the the kid that has the power to make oh, those people yes. don't do whatever they want him to do. The classic. So they all had to pretend like they got along with him, but they were all terrified of him and hated him and were trying to rise up against him. And you know that's a famous um, episode when the Simpsons parodies. It. Yes, that's the truth. But yeah, I definitely got a lot of a lot of shades of that episode that watching Callister. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Callister actually being one of the two episodes uh, from from Black Mirror that has actually won several uh, several awards. It won uh, a few Emmy awards. It won some BAFTA awards. BAFTA for definitely for uh, best short feature. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely one of the award-winning episodes of that series. So definitely a very good one to like. Was was season four the first time it started coming over here? Uh, season three. Season three. Three was three was when it first started uh, being North America and Netflix. Yeah, because I remember when USS McCall or USS Callister came out. Um, there was like a way bigger online like presence of Black Mirror than it was like back back when season three or even. Mm-hmm two or one like I, I i got into the show really early yeah um, i i remember i had to go for out and basically find it on like you know torrents and online services mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i was bugging you to watch it the moment <laughs> i saw like the first episode i was like you yeah. have to see this it, no yes. no actually i saw it i saw it before we started hanging out hawk because we started hanging out again when destiny came out in 2014 i had been watching yeah, yeah. i've been watching the show for two years or <laughs> two or three years yeah now. and it, it had been around it was 2011 was when it premiered and it ended on uh channel Four uk in 2014 and then 2016 is when it was picked up mm. uh, on the netflix and then got its its wide distribution yeah it yeah. started drawing all the american talent to it yeah oh yeah mm. and the american budgets which definitely helped the show as well too yeah oh, totally yeah the the, the the casting of the show is ridiculous even like before netflix money like they yeah. had like Haley atwell and um mm-hmm. the current doctor was on like the first season and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Black Mirror was definitely one of those shows where if you go back and watch the episodes, it is very much a who's who of uh, at least the early seasons, British talent. And then when it came over to Netflix, both British and American talent, everyone wants to get involved with the show. I guess it's sort of like the Twilight Zone like that. Like very much. Know, the original yeah. one had like Shatner and Spock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nimoy yeah. was on Nemo, it. Nimoy. And... Yeah. Burgess his... Meredith. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, dude who voices um, Mad Hatter. Edwin. Edwin, yes. Oh, Edwin, yeah. Edwin is thinking of that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Edwin, yeah, the uh, the voice of the Mad Hatter from the original Disney cartoon. And voice of many things. Anyway, it's not important. Also the the uncle from Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. It's been ages. Uncle since Albert, that's that. the name. Great movie. 
All right, so Mr. Hawk, is there any other episodes that tended to jump to mind? Oh, see, after the USS Callister, uh, the one I, because I, I, I hadn't seen it before, but I, I really wanted it. I was just talking about it there a moment ago, and that was White Christmas. Uh, yes. It's kind of like, a, yeah, as you said, it's like an in between of that. It's either the yeah. in between of like three and four or two and three. It I was in between two and three, I believe, because it was the last. Yeah the last production they had with with channel four uk before netflix okay yeah it yeah it was uh the christmas episode of season two yeah mm-hmm. but it, uh, it's uh starred john ham and uh rafe spall as uh two men who seem to be in exile in some sort of log cabin out in some sort of arctic wasteland mm-hmm. uh, and they start going to the stories about what brought them to this point in their lives and that and again technology kind of, uh, was uh, to blame for both Mm-hmm. Uh, no, definitely, definitely one worth a watch for sure. Very much so. Yeah, most of their their like last episodes of each season have been, you know, they did that on like Doctor Who and all those other UK shows where they had a really special Christmas episode. So yeah, but that is well, that is very much a tradition over in the UK. Is that the the Christmas episodes are always the two watches because everyone's off work, everyone's at home. You know, you want to sit around the TV and watch some stuff that everyone can do. Let's give them the best of the best for that episode. Mm, for sure. All right. So, Mr. Eric, do you have any particular favorite episodes of yeah, Black Mirror I'll, you'd like I'll, to I'll share? Give you, I'll give you my top three. Um, All right. Obviously, I have to start with the national anthem. Yes. Because yep. it was the first episode I saw. And mm-hmm. after I, I I watched it because my British friends were like, you have to see this show. It just came out. <laughs> And it seems yeah. like something that you would like. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, you got some strange friends. Well, they know, they know I like the Twilight Zone. Like, I'm a big Twilight yeah. Zone fan. So they're like, you have to see this. So I started watching. I was like, wow. Only yeah. <laughs> only in the UK could you get the prime minister to, you know, fuck a pig. Yeah. <laughs> and actually go through it. That, Oh yeah! At the end of the episode, <laughs> like um, it's such a, it's such a ridiculous premise in that, but the way he yeah. articulated every point in that, it's like yeah. yeah, you could see the royal family selling the prime minister out like that for Absolutely. sure. Like, yeah. it, was, it was great. It, it felt like it could actually happen. Like yes. someone who had gone through it and like planned it out so well. It was such a smart episode, and I know it was. I know it turns away a lot of people because it's a little, you know, messed up. Yeah. Well, it's. Little. I mean, it's. It's. I personally found it one of those like it, it can be a hard watch at times because the material is not exactly for everyone. No, nope. but I find it is one of those. Once you get through that, it's kind of like the high watermark where if you can sit through a national the national anthem, you can make it through anything else that that show is going to throw at you because it never really gets much more intense or dark. Than I don't that. think it, it goes darker than that at all. No. Um. So <laughs> as as a, as a season as a series premiere. You know, two thumbs up for choices on that because <laughs> it, it sure. gets your attention out of the gate. It definitely does, and uh, thumbs up to the you know that pig performer in there who had to take a lot. <laughs> um, the oh, um, it's phrasing, it, I know that's why I said it. There's a couple <laughs> other that I, I would talk about, but we we're talking about it in the parenting section, so right. I will skip through those. But I, okay. I I do think hang the DJ. I know we're, we were sort of talking about that for the mm-hmm. parenting one, but I'm just going to go into it because it's one of my favorite episodes, yeah. um, which is about these two people that meet through this sort of, they, they're in a world where uh, when you meet your, a significant other, it tells you how long you guys are compatible for. And then when mm-hmm. that when that's done, you just sort of you know break off and go to the next person. But yeah. they sort of fight against their programming and end up together at the end. And 
Uh, it's such a beautiful story. It's not. It's it's it's, it's it one is. of the happier episodes. It's well, not really happy. It sort of leaves you with a good feeling at the end instead of a sense of dread, which is well, often the case. Yeah, I found it. I found it does, but it doesn't because when you look at the you look at it as a whole, you're kind of like ooh. Yeah, but it it also shows you that sometimes like you can't look at just your like Tinder profile to find someone. You can break out of that. There, there's yeah. sort of that mix of uh, themes in that episode, which I thought was cool. Very much so, yeah. yeah. Um, well, so there was also that overriding theme. I know it comes up a lot in the series and that, but uh, basically technology telling you how to live your life. And especially that. social exactly. media. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. they, they, I remember that one point he was put into a relationship with a woman and that through this dating service and that. Yeah. They timed it out. He would have been with her for, what, five years? Mm-hmm. Five or six and years, right yeah. That, they didn't even like each other. No, yeah, no, but they stuck with they stuck by each other, which yeah. is horrible. And you know, you mm-hmm. know, people that are just always on their phones and take everything at that value, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'll give you if two. It doesn't more. happen on social media. It doesn't happen. It's true. I'll give you two more, but um, I shouldn't have done that one. But whatever. Um, <laughs> um, I think "Be Right Back" is a beautiful but sad story yeah. of a yeah. woman who um, is pregnant. Uh, with her husband and then her husband dies and basically she finds a service where they take all of the online records and recordings of that person that died and they build an AI around it so that she could call this, um, you know, this AI and talk to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're sort of talking to the person who's Mm -hmm. died and eventually there's like a robot built with his body Mm -hmm. and looks like him. And it's the whole idea of, you know, letting people go and, you know, or, Mm-hmm. Even the idea of um, how technology is recording us at all times. <laughs> yeah. But without that, it's not that super sinister part that you get yeah. in later episodes, but it does show that we do have an online presence and a lot of our uh, likes and dislikes are online and people mm-hmm. can figure that out. It's but it so also makes a wonderful that. comment. Uh, I find that it makes a wonderful comment on the fact that what you present in your social media sphere and your online record, it can be very different than how you are in reality. Cause that's, mm-hmm. I remember that was the one conflict she has when she's created this robot is I, and I'm, I'm going to spoil it. I don't care. Cause I thought it was a beautiful part mm-hmm. when she drives the robot with this personality there and says, jump off the cliff and the robots yeah. like, Oh, absolutely. And she's like, my husband never would have done that. Yeah. And then, so he, like, and then he manipulates yeah. her because he's like, oh, oh, I guess I should be sad. And then he starts breaking down and stuff. Oh, it was such yeah. a such a good part at the end of that. It episode. was a great little moment. Yeah. <laughs> but this is also a good key thing. Like if you, if you uh, I've, I know they haven't talked about this, but if you, if you act like a douche online and mm-hmm. then you die, people are just going to remind you, like, remember you as a douche. That's mm-hmm. how you remembered. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess the last one I'll talk about is, um, what was the name of it? It was in the last season. Black Museum. Yes. Oh, yes. Say Black Museum. That's got to be. Uh-huh. That was Black a great Museum one. Museum is the last episode of the last season, or at least the the most recent season, and it's mm-hmm. it's sort of like this. Um, it's it's a bottle episode more or less, where it's it's in this museum that has little oddities in it, and each story mm-hmm. um, is different, which is great. But yeah. then they all tie together by this bigger story at the end, and yeah. I don't want to ruin it because it's such a well done. Oh, no episode mm-hmm. and yeah oh man that's, that's a tough terrifying. thing about, that's the tough thing about black mirror is like i'm trying to summarize an episode and i realize i can't summarize it in a way that will actually do it justice mm-hmm. it's yeah. yeah without telling saying exactly what happens in the entire episode you yes. can't do a lot of it summary yeah 
well this 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 museum is like um has artifacts of horrible things like there's a guy who was getting electrocuted and it sort of had that last moment of his life getting electrocuted over and over but he could feel it so yeah. it was messed up like they had things like that oh it's such a Oh, it's clever. Or the woman who yeah. had to live her life, uh, the rest of her life inside a, a, a toy monkey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Definitely worth giving a watch for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. What about yeah. you, Matt? What were your favorites? Uh, well, it's funny because two, two of my three have already been talked about. Uh, and that, the national anthem again was one of my favorites for, again, just like I'd said, because it's one of those that it sticks with you so much because again, it'll never get more twisted than that episode. Mm-hmm. So, but that's one of those that just stuck with me because I'm like, this is really new and inventive and creative, uh, and kind of sinister because it, it's one of those you can watch the episode. Like I've watched some episodes where you can say, I can believe that happened. That would happen. Yeah. Like just in today's society, I can entirely believe that that would be a thing that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, hang the DJ was another one again for that, just because again, uh, people take so much, yeah, so much stock in what an algorithm tells them is correct, and they don't bother to pay attention to it. and then you have people that are actually saying no I, I don't believe this is correct and try to fight against the societal norm to actually find something that's going to make them happy which a lot of people will not do this day and age yeah uh and the last one i want to talk about and we haven't mentioned it yet and it's the the other award-winning episode from the series which is san junipero yes yeah which again beautiful another episode. really beautiful like ultimately happy episode which is again something uh. you don't see a lot with black mirror but when they do it, they do it very well. It's uh, it basically it, uh, the whole concept is that uh, San Junipero is this AI universe uh, where the where people can basically download their consciousness before death, and they can live onwards in this universe. And then the living can go visit the dead and interact with them. So it gives people a chance to see their loved ones after they passed and interact with their consciousness. Basically, it's a story about these two individuals that meet. Uh, and start to develop feelings for each other and then ultimately find each other in reality because they're both still alive. And then you find out the the complications that they, they have in their lives. I, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil it because it is an episode that is definitely worth watching and just appreciating the story in and of itself. But it has a really, really beautiful message and a really beautiful ending. Mm. I definitely recommend people seeing it. And again, it won you know, Emmy Awards for Best, best Episode, BAFTA Award for Best, short feature again i think Definitely the actors a beautiful were, episode. were nominated for best actor. yeah, actors were nominated yeah. as well yeah it's it was one of the ones that got a lot of nominations across the board because of how well it was done so definitely worth checking out mm. and it will make you fall in love with belinda carlisle all over again absolutely okay i guess okay <laughs> <laughs> i do love that episode too yeah. <laughs> Um, Any other uh, special episodes you wanted to talk about, Matt? That uh, well, none that are fa- none that are favorites, but there's definitely I kind of want to dive into a couple episodes that, uh, especially from a parenting point of view, uh, definitely are worth watching. Whether you're a fan of the kind of show that we're talking about or not, I definitely think that they are episodes that just in of themselves, because again, the beauty of Black Mirror is they are all standalone episodes. There is no overarching story; they do not tie together. Mm-hmm. But you can pick and choose these. There are a couple episodes that I definitely think parents should watch because mm-hmm. they deal with content that, especially in this day and age, parents are dealing with or need to be aware of the fact that they need to deal with. For sure. So the first one I'm going to talk about is, and this is one that I think every parent you know, in society at this day and age needs to watch this episode, and that's Archangel. Yes. Yep. Uh, the second episode of the fourth season premiered December 29th, 2017. Uh, story was written by Charlie Brooker and directed by Jodie Foster. 
Yeah. Nice. Which always always blows my mind every time I watch it. I'm like, oh, right, I forgot you directed that. Yeah. Uh, it stars Rosemary DeWitt as a, a mother who basically, uh, when her child's very young, I believe her three-year-old daughter, when she's at the park with her one day, the child you know, wanders off and she has her massive panic attack because she's like, oh my God, my child's missing. She finds her and then goes to this company called Archangel that basically implants a chip in her daughter that allows her to, it basically gives her an audio video feed and a biometric feed for her child so she can track her child. She can see and hear what her child is hearing and seeing. Uh, it has a GPS tracker so she can follow her child, has yeah. like biometrics so she can check or monitor health rate, all that stuff. And it also allows her to put sensor blocks up so that stuff that would traumatize her child, she can prevent the child from seeing. Now take all in what I just said. On paper, sounds like a great idea because it allows you to really you know look after your child and protect your child. It's this... <laughs> That Archangel. sounds horrible as a parent. <laughs> but I mean, as a parent, it gives you this kind of guardian angel to watch over your child That's so you true. know that That's your true. child is safe at all times. But as the episode progresses, again, you look, you get to see firsthand the horrible idea that that actually is. Yeah, yeah. because you know, children don't remain children forever, and they eventually mm-hmm. grow into adults. Yeah, and not, and even then, when when the child's very young, like you know, the, like you know, blocks out anything violent. One day she's at the child's at her grandfather's house and her grandfather starts to have a heart attack and it blocks the grandfather from her view because she does, it would be a traumatic issue. So it blocks it. So she can't see what's happening and can't hear what he's saying. So she has no idea what's going on. Yep. And then the mother is checking in on it because it sends, it sends a ping to her and she realizes, Oh, something's going on and then has to lift the block. And then her daughter's watching her grandfather mid heart attack. And it's like, what's going on? So and then, like yeah. you said, as the child grows older and starts to go from being a child to a teen, yeah. all of a sudden you get you go from being the you know something that would be necessarily like you might want to do because in this day and age you want to make sure your children are safe and not being exposed to things that are horrible into the helicopter parenting to the you know thousandth degree of you know like how do you where's the line between looking after your child and you know censoring your child's development? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, helicopter, um, helicopter parenting um, was super apparent as, as soon as you start watching that. And I know, absolutely. and we all know parents that are like that, right? That are just mm-hmm. controlling and stuff. And how to, mm-hmm. it, it, it does bring up the question like, how does your kid grow if you're always there to stop them from experiencing life? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, there is uh, also that issue that, that came up in it, and that as you know, as parents, they want to know everything that's happening in their child's life, and that, and mm-hmm. as, as but when your child is a teenager, and that there's that moment where she finds that she gets too much information about what's happening in her child's life. Yeah, exactly. and she find, she gets that information, but she doesn't know how to talk to her child about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's the that's the bad thing about it. like you you can you can be this overbearing parent, but if you don't have an open line of uh, discussion mm-hmm. or like you can't bring up conversations with them, then mm-hmm. what's the point of having that? Right. Well, and then it becomes a matter of, you know, it's how much is it looking out for child? How much is, it, is imposing your own views of everything? Cause just, just cause you don't like the guy that your child likes. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. mean he's a bad person. It's not necessarily mean that he's got sinister motives. Yeah. You're just <laughs> imp- pushing your own train of thought on that. Yeah. And you see the repercussions <sighs> from that in the episode in, way in, in the most purest justice i as much as i hate to say it, that you can ever see yeah and very and it's, not, it's not like she she knew it was not going to tra- traumatize her either because it got blocked out <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly oh the, the, was, the whole boyfriend thing though is 
so yeah, I know it quickly turns from parenting into in a, in a total invasion of another person's privacy, especially Absolutely. when she recorded it. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Like, but even, even but even after the fact, when she went to the pharmacy and then, you know, and confronted him. Oh, brutal. well, no, not when she confronted him, when she went and was again, trying to look out for her daughter in a way that, oh yeah, that is part. completely inappropriate <laughs> for so many ways in so many ways. Hmm. Uh, but again, it's I, I highly recommend any parent at any stage watch this episode because you will definitely take a lot away from it. Yeah. If for no other reason the you know red letter, this is what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like to the yeah. That's the good thing about sci-fi shows like this. Like it brings mm-hmm. up these ideas that you wouldn't necessarily talk about in real life. You can talk mm-hmm. about it, but helicopter parenting gets boring when you just talk about oh this is helicopter parenting but when you make it into a whole episode that's based on you know sci- sci-fi yeah um, and it's 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 basically it's not that far off you know we say no, we, well, we call it, just it we call it sci-fi in that but it's very much becoming almost you know just science <laughs> science exactly <facts>. yeah <laughs> it's true though and that's and i mean again it's the there's oh and there's i remember there's been talk for years about you know, creating methods where you can look after your kids and keep them safe. And it's, where's that line? Where, where do you draw that line for yeah. this is what's keeping my child safe versus invading their privacy and not letting them have live their life. Have you heard about biohackers? Do you know what those people are? I've heard yeah, of to do, yeah. uh, basically people who are basically making, they, they try and do cybernetic upgrades on themselves. Yeah. So people uh-huh. have been uh, trying to, you know, start putting, um, GPSs in them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff to track and do some of this stuff. So mm-hmm. it is creepily getting close to reality. Oh, absolutely. Some people yeah. have actually put like a USB port mm-hmm. in yeah. their flesh. I know a lot They're of people were weird. worried about recording what we see when Google Glass was a big thing. Right. Oh, yeah. Ago. So, yeah. And this mm-hmm. episode played off that idea very well. Very much so. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, and it's funny on that theme of, of science fiction turning into science facts, the next one that I'm going to talk about, uh, is the episode nosedive. Yes. It was the first episode of the third season premiered, uh, October 21st, 2016. Uh, it was written by Michael Schur, uh, and Rashida Jones from, uh, Parks and Recreation. A good place. Yeah. In good place. Based off a short story, uh, written by Charlie Brooker. Uh, and directed by Joe Wright. So these are uh, all like Parks and Rec people. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they're all, all, well, yeah, that was the, uh, and I mean, it is as much as it is, it does get very dark at times. It is one of the lighter episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. It definitely, well, it definitely falls in the category of sat of satire. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, we're basically the, uh, the concept of the episode. It stars Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, who was also nominated for several awards for a performance in the episode, uh, deals with a society that is that basically everyone's actions are based off their social ranking. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're awarded points for good things, you're having points removed for bad things and negative things, but it's all subjective based off people's opinions. Think of uh, Instagram likes, or when you do something, people like it, you get more points. They don't like it, they, they dislike it, they take points away. That's the the central conceit of this episode, um, and of course you have this woman who's you know working really hard to build up her score and do a lot of good things because she wants to get this better apartment and better job and better car, and then in one day things go wrong and her, as the title says, her point score takes a nosedive. Yeah, 
and everything, it becomes almost a comedy of errors for the amount of things that can go wrong in this person's day. Mm-hmm. But it definitely is very much a commentary on, you know, how people, when they post things on social media or post them online and how they're always after the likes and they're always after people's opinion. Uh, and it's definitely a great commentary on that made eerily more so by the fact that it has been proposed in China in 2020. Uh, they are basically enacting what they are calling the social credit system, which is a take yeah. on their pre-existing Sesame credit system where again, uh, you know, citizens uh, are given a certain score based off their actions, which will then allow them access to certain things based off their score, Ooh. whether it be uh, like lower lower percentages on loans, getting approved for loans, what schools they and their children can go to, in some cases, whether they are able to leave the country or not. <laughs> it's all based yeah. off this. And this is already somewhat in existence there. This is yeah. modified to a... Uh, of almost a fully state controlled system that they're proposing for 2020. They're already working towards it. Currently Uh, a lot of comment has been made about the fact that it is eerily similar to this episode to the point where even Charlie Brooker said, this was not that I did not sell them this idea. I swear. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's some, there's some craziness with this episode. Um, I'm especially with, especially when your country is run by a human Winnie the Pooh, like, <laughs> you know, things are going to go bad. Um, I yeah. was working, I was working at a, uh, I was working as a social media manager at this point when I saw this episode in 2016. So it really <laughs> hit me hard. <laughs> Cause, yeah. I, Cause you know, I, I was, I, I had to, in my job at that point, make sure that I was getting the likes and making sure the growth was there. There's, there, there are points at the beginning of the episode where she's like, do I pick this or this? Which one will give me more likes? And you know, she's yeah. like, okay, that person over there has a lot of likes, so he's going to get that. I'm going to get this one. And I'm sitting there like, this is what I do at work. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. But, it, but yeah, it, it, it was a good, like, and for those people who don't think that these types of stories can reflect on you, like, it, it in this episode really definitely resonated with me to my sure. very We're much so because you know, this talks about a society where basically you, your social media kind of dictates your actions and that and that mm-hmm. people don't seem to have any genuine human interactions with each other in that uh because basically they're just it's just they want a good response so they you know uh i had this but i had this all worded better in my head but uh <laughs> like like look at our social media presence like we have, we have twitter we have facebook we have all these other things and there are times when i'm at a store i'm like okay this looks really cool i wonder if i'll get a little like on it. i'll pop it on instagram or something <laughs> like that and yeah it, it, oh man it it's sort of depressing but uh, I, it's I, the game I, that I'm, unfortunately i'm kind of glad i don't have an instagram account now so yeah you can have ours if you want no, <laughs> no but it is true i mean especially in north america it's you know do you do it for the gram you do it for the likes because your social media presence can be very much dictated solely by how many people follow you and how beloved you are by the content you put out and yeah. it's just taking yeah, can, that concept and cranking it up to 12 and can you get away with things because you are that popular like um i think mm-hmm. this this episode is a really good um companion to the season one episode what's it called 15 million merits because that one's about yeah uh, reality mm-hmm. tv i guess this is another good episode to show parents mm-hmm. um and how yeah when we push people towards reality TV to be, be famous and stuff, the, 
the effects it can have on people. And like, well, let's look at like Logan Paul in the States. He's a grade A douchebag on YouTube, has, you know, millions and millions of followers. And then he does that, that, that piece in Japan at the suicide forest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he, yeah. What did he, like, he got a little bit of a dip, but that, that popularity just, it, I don't know. He should have, it should have well, went they, way they, down. They, uh, they, ban- YouTube banned him for uh, a couple months. Because no, of that, just, because they of the didn't outcry. ban him. They just banned his his um. Well, the channel. His they, his they, his red stuff, which is the premium service. So he had his yeah. regular channel, and then a yeah. couple of his um videos didn't have ads on them, and that's it. Yeah, that's about it. So he's still he's still uh, he's still basically out there. He's still making money. Well, yeah. yeah, but that's that's always the trick too, especially especially in the states when it comes to you know creators, which is the term that is popularly banned about, aka people that make make their money off YouTube. Video, like videos and whatnot. I mean, but I mean, as much as it doesn't sound like a big deal, if that is their only source of income, which it really is, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, we're going to take off your premium content. We're going to not give you ads. I mean, it, it does become a lot of dollars and cents when you look at like that is literally their sole source of income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially you know, when they're accustomed to living a public life. And he's like, we're going to take away your public life. Well, what do I do now? I don't know. Figure it out. Look like a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like Bryce, I have a backup plan, right? You're Bryce Dallas Howard yeah. at the end in that yeah. jail cell. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> actually having a real conversation with the person oh, yeah. man. so yeah so those uh those are definitely some episodes that people need to be taking a look at uh especially parents i will always say parents need to you know be yeah. aware of these things um there's one other episode i want to talk about just because it's very uh it's very noteworthy and that is the the newest episode, Bandersnatch. Yes. Oh yeah, the movie. Yeah, we couldn't get yeah. away with this episode without talking about Bandersnatch. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely. <sighs> Sorry. Um, it's a very unique concept because it is the first episode that they have done using the choose your own path route. I'm not going to say the other thing because that's caused some controversy for them. <laughs> so we'll say the choose your own path route. Yeah. <laughs> um. Where whilst you're watching the episode, you'll get to certain moments where you'll have to use your remote to choose uh, a response and choose a course of action that will then you know take you along these different paths. And they tie that into the episode so brilliantly. I know. Right down to um, your choices. Especially the theme of yeah. the the whole episode. <laughs> it, it mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. Well, and it's it's brilliant because the episode becomes very self-aware of the fact that there is one one route that you can take where the main character is actually, he says, it's like I, someone's making choices for me. And I have no control <laughs> over anything. It's like, I feel like there's this little, like, you know, people are telling me what to do and I can't control that. And this psychiatrist is saying, are you sure that's the case? You feel, it sounds like you're being a little paranoid and you're watching this being like, I'm the one that's controlling you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a sequence in it where he's actually on his computer and you choose the response that pop up on the computer and he starts freaking out because he's seeing these responses. It gets very, very surreal and very eerie, but it is, so beautifully done uh, because of that fact when um when he starts uh when you i don't know if you guys chose the netflix uh path yes they're talking mm-hmm. about netflix yeah. i thought talking that was about the netflix. funniest thing i've ever seen yeah. <laughs> and he's like what is netflix what's streaming yeah. i'm like oh man yeah because the episode takes place in the 80s so it's long before any of this existed he's like it's like i'm watching you on netflix what is netflix <laughs> what the f- is netflix <laughs> yeah uh, it's again. It was so beautifully self-referential, and it, it was definitely. I I, I like the fact they did this. Uh, the Bandersnatch, also for those that don't know, is the episode that actually put 
the fifth season on on hiatus while they filmed it because it took them significantly longer than they intended to to do the episode when they realized how many paths they would actually have to create to make mm-hmm. a compelling story. So I think personally it was definitely worth uh, worth having to wait a little longer on season five. Yeah. Uh, Bandersnatch is also actually the reason why uh, Will Poulter left the original production of It when they said oh. he left due to, 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 to uh, previous conflicts. The conflict was he had to go over to the UK to shoot Bandersnatch. Really? Oh, okay. That's when funny. it when it got delayed because it originally he was the original Pennywise and with the original director, and then when there was the delays due to the studio saying, "I don't think we can shoot some of what you want to shoot here," uh, he ended up having to leave the project because he was, you know, contractually obligated to go over to the UK and shoot mm-hmm. Bandersnatch, and that took significantly longer than he intended. So. So we were just, you know, luckily I think it worked out well for him. It worked out for, for Skarsgård yeah. as Pennywise. Right. So I think it's a win for everyone. But that was a neat little bit of trivia that I kind of stumbled on. I'm like, oh, that's why he left. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad mm. that uh, he chose us. He also ended up leaving social media because of this show. Yeah. <laughs> because of the fans <laughs> of this show. Because, you know, mm-hmm. people, I guess fans of Black Mirror don't take the lessons <laughs> that you learn on it. Yeah, they weren't, uh, weren't paying attention too closely. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Also, we got to give props to Netflix for um, figuring out this whole choose your own adventure. I'm going to say choose your own adventure. I don't care. Um, thing um, because in 20 was it 2016 or 2017? Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 tested out these these models with children's shows. You know how kids mm-hmm. are always, you know, trying to figure out. Yeah. They always want the newest thing. They want to. They don't want to just sit there and watch. Um, they yeah. ended up doing this with Puss in Boots and another TV show called. I don't remember what it was called. Buddy Thunderstruck, which I've never seen. But both of those were choose your own adventures. So Oh. Yeah. It, so they, it does it does feel like it is a new wave of like of media and that uh, especially as far as kid you know, it's easily programmable towards kids and that in the future. Yeah. yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean it is kind of nice because it does give, especially when it comes to kids' shows, it gives them a little more it gives it replayability because then the kids are going to want to you know, keep playing the story, but it also gives them some control over what they're doing, which is, you know, with kids, sometimes it's nice to let them have little bits of, of, you know, con- of monitored control over things. Yes, for sure. And it gets them distracted for a lot longer for those parents that want to have a nap or whatnot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A shower. <laughs> a shower in peace. I don't know what that is. Yeah, shower, nap, maybe have a snack. Who knows? <laughs> the snack that doesn't get eaten by your child. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's what I had on this episode. The stuff I kind of wanted to talk about. Is there anything you guys want to add? Anything that stands out on the show about you? Uh, I, not being a parent myself, I can't really chime in too much on this, but I would yeah. love to open it up, open the floor up to those but that do the, have kids. Well, I think, I think what we talked about is a really good introduction to parents, but for the regular uh, viewer like just your friends how would you introduce this show to them like what episode would you pick oh, would you I go know. straight with that first episode or would you pick yeah. something else with my friends absolutely because they also know it's me if i'm saying you have to watch the show the first episode is effed up they'll be like okay this is gonna be really weird and then they're not I, surprised and they'll be like oh i'll be like if you can get through the first episode you're good i'm pretty sure matt when i told you about the show i was like you have to just watch the first episode and you will like it yeah yeah. Oh, yeah you said you said if you, i remember you said if you can make it through the first episode you'll be fine i was like how bad can it be and i remember sitting there watching it going oh you son of a bitch oh 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 he's gonna do it oh no because no. i because i was like you can't you can't really explain the first episode you just have to be like you just have to watch it just watch yeah. it get the way through and then 
yes, you'll understand why this show yeah. is amazing. And you said, yeah, you said, watch it, get through it, understand that it's an anthology, so it's not tied together. I was like, okay, so they're all standalone. You're like, mm-hmm. yes. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Then I can watch these episodically, and it won't be like, because otherwise you're like, how are they going to follow that? <laughs> <laughs> with with reality TV. What about reality you, TV. you? Would you show it's them that or something else? Because I, like, I was trying to recommend it to my brother. The first episode I recommended to him was the USS Callister and that, just because you know, we're both sci-fi Star Trek fans and that. So I thought that's a perfect introduction for him into the series and that, and explain to him what it was like and how, you know, it was anthology, more like a Twilight Zone series and that, you know. Um, I still don't know. Yeah, I think he's watched the Cal- the the USS Callister. Don't know if he's gotten into anything else. Uh, although I think he watched a bit of Bandersnatch, you know. But <laughs> I don't know if he is as into it as I am. So um, Bandersnatch is hard. It's going to be hard for people to get into, sure, because it yeah. is it is a little jarring. Yeah, especially with the rewinding, um, the frequent yeah. rewinding. Especially if you well, that's what threw me the first time I played. Like I watched. I always say played through Bandersnatch because it is. It's you get to the point where you know your character dies. It's not shocking. I was like, oh crap, okay, I'll start over again. And I did. And I'm like, but it's skipping through all. The, and I was like, oh my God, it's like a video game. It's skipping over all the cutscenes I did and then taking me to that choice. And I was like, oh my God, this is. And then it started to reference the fact that, oh, there's different paths in the universe and you can take different routes. I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And they put thought into this. Mm-hmm. And then it gets darker down that rabbit hole of, you know, he has no personal choice and everything's controlled by someone else. And I started howling. I'm like, this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't even think. I think, I think, yeah, I would just say watch the first one. I guess if you want a less, not as intense first mm-hmm. viewing, you can watch the entire history of you, which is the third episode of the first season. That's the one where they record like they, they record your memories so that they can do like security checks on you and view what you've done in the last 24 hours, last 48, you know, that whole thing. I thought that was an interesting look at security. The, you know, yes, whole, very much. And again, it also deals with the idea Mm. and the invasion of privacy. A lot of people that you know, social media exists too, where you you can literally see what someone has done in the past from their perspective. So it can get a little, you know, it gets a little dark. There's um, there's another one, and it's going to bug me because I can't remember what the name of it is. It's the uh, it's the one where they have the animated character running for office. The Waldo moment. The Waldo, yes, that one. That is another great one. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. (laughs) They have a, especially they, especially in this day and age, it is definitely one that you can watch and go, oh, okay, I see where they're going with this. There, there's an episode in um, Monsters and Misfits with by uh, Bobcat Goldsweet. 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 That's sort of like that sort of <laughs> feels like an amalgamation of those two. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like if you yeah. if you wanted a a messed up, not a super messed up version of Black Mirror, but sort of something that com- is a good companion. I'll say companion mm-hmm. again. Um, watch that. That's a North American yeah. version of Black Mirror, I guess. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another one that's really good. Uh, Hated in the Nation is another good oh, one yeah. to get into. With uh, Kelly McDonald and Benedict Yeah, yeah. Oh, It's another yeah. really good one to get into just preliminarily if you can kind of get through that one because it is, again, very much a commentary on social media and social mm-hmm. media movements. And how it can have a positive and negative influence on the world, especially on um, the police. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is very, very relevant now. Oh man. Yeah, it's generally Black Mirror. I think is it's a show that it, it's great in because it it can take things that are kind of 
in the pop culture sphere and in the relevant sphere right now and add a side, a sort of a sci-fi horror twist to them. Mm-hmm. But you can still see, like I said before, every episode, you can see where it's based in reality and how quickly the reality that we live in can be shaped into that without any effort at all. And that's the great thing about sci-fi is like, is, is it allows us to look at ourselves and our society. Mm-hmm. And I think especially in this, these political times, um, mm-hmm these shows are really necessary like this and with Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone, which is coming yeah. back in a couple, oddly enough, weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yes. It's, getting, it's turning into April very, very soon. Um, yeah, so we should probably even go into, once Twilight Zone's out, we should see how that was, mirrors our North American life. Because a lot of this yeah. can be just, it, it's technology-based, a lot of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. But I think Twilight Zone deals with a lot of our inner turmoil and stuff like that mm-hmm. um how oh, yeah. we how we view social norms and uh it's such a Absolutely. i love twilight zone and i love black mirror but twilight zone is my jam so. yeah well you know, i was gonna say nothing made me happy. i remember Todd, we talked about this the day that the trailer premiered the super bowl like nothing gave me more hope for that show than watching just how they premiered the trailer for twilight zone at the super bowl mm-hmm. where it's like in that right there i'm like jordan peele gets it he knows exactly what he's selling and he knows exactly how to sell it yeah uh, and yeah so he is i think he's very fast becoming between him him and charlie brooker we have a pair of modern day rod serlings right now yeah yeah we should we should throw this out to the audience maybe they can email mm-hmm. us which one are you more excited for black mirror or twilight zone mm-hmm. send us an email it all that info is in the post roll. <laughs> yeah. Send us an email. Send us an Instagram. Send us a tweet. We are all over social media. <laughs> we are social media. It's true. Uh, a little too much. Oh. <laughs> That's what, it's, we, we do this because we love to do it. And we love to, we love the fact that people listen into our, you know, wacky ramblings, you know, every once in a while. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Every yeah. two weeks, sometimes even more if we have like yeah. reviews. Yeah, as of, as of late, much more because we got a, we got a lot more a lot more bodies involved and a lot more material to cover. And we're gonna get a lot more stuff soon. Oh man! Stop! Yay! Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, at that, I think we can safely wrap it up uh, for another fortnight. Fortnight, or maybe even sooner. We'll get yeah. an episode. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Ooh. All right. So uh, on behalf of myself, I'd like to thank Eric and Hawk for, for joining me on this this journey down the evil rabbit hole that is Black Mirror. Ah, thanks uh, for having a, us. This one was a pleasure. Yes. And as always, I want to thank you, everyone there for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidstn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.